All right. Welcome to the Jeb Board Podcast. I am not Grayson, obviously. Uh, I've got about 100 pounds on him and a beard. So I am filling in for Grayson currently. Uh, and it's going to be an interesting episode. Grayson should be on here later. But in the meantime, you got me, Nick Noah. Uh, you got Andy Cheese Gator Brain. Nick. Yeah, Andy Gator Nick. You also got Cheese Brain Kyle. And you got 28-3 Denier BB. So how are we feeling tonight? Terrible. Oh. Terrible weekend to be a Wisconsin. I'm honestly Sean Arthur Smith ain't fired. Including yet. NFL. Dude, Arthur Smith, when I saw that he had Bijan returning punts, yeah, I was like, okay, this. okay. Like that that's where we're that's where we're at. Yeah, he now. was like, he's like, oh yo, oh, yo, you want to get more touches back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm surprised he wasn't taking snaps out of the Wildcat. Uh, <laughs> I saw but... I saw Twitter I, I Twitter when the guy was like, Hey Bijan, you're kicking it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hell. Texans uh running back was able to get a um field goal. So why not Bijan? But uh so yeah, we got an interesting episode though. Uh we're kind of swapping it up. We're gonna save some of the highlights and lowlights for later. Um, because I know me and Grayson both want to talk about UFC 295 for a bit, and uh these idiots didn't watch it. So we're gonna uh, really go over couple things there so we're going to save that a little bit later and uh but first we're going to start out in nfl this week uh kind of an interesting week that we saw uh we did not do very good in our picks but before we get into our game predictions uh we're going to kind of talk about you know we're getting a lot of this feed and social media and during half times that people are starting to give you the the front runners for nfl mvp and so first, we we kind of want to take a second and talk about the criteria, and including quarterbacks, uh, criteria to be an MVP, whether that be highest statistical, you know, oh, Tua's got the most passing yards, so he should be MVP, or is it more of a, or less of a statistical um, thing and more of a, I'm providing wins because of me or upside because of me so what are y'all's thoughts on the mvp criteria versus you know what uh what we think it should be um i got two things on it i I think it's a little bit of both um obviously you know you you want the stats there you can't just throw in someone because you know like oh yeah he, he got his team here but he's only got you know, 800 uh, receiving yards on the year, of course. But I think a big part is, you know, how well do you help your team perform, of course. But another thing we're always uh, are also forgetting is um, team wins. I don't think anyone on a team that is 8-8 eight and eight should win an MVP. All right. BB? Uh, really, I think the MVP is probably the guy that um, you have to focus on, which eats up the other players being open. So, like, for example, my MVP is uh, Tyreek Hill. And when you play the Dolphins, you better make sure you have a cornerback and a safety on them, which will – you're doing that. You're, lead, you're leaving one-on-one coverage for either Waddle, uh, Berrios, who could beat you in one-on-one. Okay. So, you're more – y'all are kind of more upside – and that's kind of where I'm at, and we'll get into our MVPs in a minute, BB. So thank you for spoiling it. Uh, but I'm here. For our, our, uh, I feel like NFL MVP recently. It's what's the quarterback that takes them furthest in the playoffs? So like Patrick Mahomes won it last year, uh, and I mean statistically, he he was up there. Uh, I mean, he led the league in passing, and they won the Super Bowl. But we're looking at it now, and Patrick Mahomes is in the lead currently for it again. And I just feel like we're looking too much statistically, and we we really need – I mean, right now, I like C.J. Stroud. He's, he's one that's starting to kind of – because he's turning so like so many heads, but he he's providing these huge wins. He's leading these, you know, game winning drives. 
and I mean, he's turning the Texans around. So minus the, you know, statistical side, like pure upside, I mean, CJ Stroud is starting to trend, uh, but that's kind of the criteria that I've got. But as far as what we're going to do now is we're going to go and take a look at who our non-quarterback MVPs will be. Because again, NFL MVP has been a quarterback award for a while now. And in my opinion, and in some of our opinions, I don't think it should be a quarterback every year. I think there are more, uh, more players that are more deserving. Like I thought Cooper Cup should have won it when he broke the record for receiving yards in mm-hmm. a season. But he didn't because he wasn't a quarterback. So let's take a moment to kind of highlight some players that probably won't win it because they aren't a quarterback. Um, and for example, like I'll, I'll go ahead and give Grayson's and Caleb. Uh, Grayson picked Keenan Allen. Uh, and in quotes, this is what he said he scores a lot of touchdowns. But Keenan Allen is top five in all categories for receivers currently. And what Keenan Allen is doing, it, it's kind of funny that the Chargers have lost Mike Williams and they lost Josh Palmer. Uh, and instead of saying next man up, Keenan Allen just said, give me more targets. And he's taken on that and he's been their entire receiving offense. So he he definitely fits some of the criteria, but yeah. I don't think the Chargers are winning enough yeah, it- to be able to get one of those awards what you got kyle correct you know going off keenan allen too um if you look at his age man he he's not in his mid you know 20s where you see a lot of the mvp caliber talent he, he's starting to get up there in the age for a receiver and to do what he's doing now at that age is really impressive i mean it's, it's not, not just the touchdowns it's his yards he's over 100 every game and I think, yeah, he does lead the league in receptions as well. Um, and then Caleb, he put Christian McCaffrey, and I think that's obvious. And so I'm not going to spend much time. Everybody knows, you know, Christian McCaffrey. But I want to hear from you guys who y'all picked. Uh, BB, if we want to start with you, since you've already kind of said yours, uh, kind of go over why. I, I know you said because he opens other players up, but him specifically, why'd you pick you know, what he does. I mean, he's probably he's one of the best players in the league. And it's, he's kind of the same boat to me as like a receiver, Christian McCaffrey, where you can just get the ball, just get the ball to him in space and you'll more than likely score a touchdown. Uh, looking at his stats throughout this season, he's only, there's only been one game where he hasn't really scored one touchdown in, and that was the Buffalo game, which was just kind of a little, duck forward of a game for the whole Miami team anyways. Yeah. Um, but I mean and that way it like he's just he makes plays, you know. He's just a guy, just a dude. Thank you. Dude being All right. guy being man. <laughs> he's a man. He's a guy. He's a guy you want on your team. Beautiful. All right. Well Thank Kyle, you. give me yours. Yeah, so I um instead of going with an offensive player, I actually went with a defensive as uh, TJ Watt. Um, if you look at Pittsburgh, they have a horrendous offense. Um, it's it's pretty obvious, but you go to their defense, easily top five in the league. Um, that's thanks to TJ Watt leading that. At his stats, he has twenty two solos, ten and a half sacks. Two forced fumbles and one interception. Um, he is just dominating all over the field. I mean, you, most of the time you're seeing two people line up against him and they still get in the backfield. I think he is the reason that the Steelers have six wins. You don't think it's because of old uh, uh, Matt Canada? <laughs> Superstar? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Actually, they tried. I, they tried. I think it's because Hayes. Yeah, is, uh, I, noticed, I noticed this today that uh, Pittsburgh and Miami have the same record, and that's one of those stats that don't seem right. That couldn't be right, but it is. Yeah, and you know that. Like I said, it just goes back to that defense. You know that really. I mean, like, yeah, I know. Out of force, like TJ. Kenny Pickett has small hands and all, but on paper, Steelers shouldn't be that bad. <laughs> Yeah, 
I mean, with all the George, upside George that Pickens they've had. Uh, you got George Pickens. You got Deontay Johnson back. I mean, Najee's probably not the Najee they thought they were getting, but I mean, he's still a decent running back, I would say. Like, not as a, if you, if you platoon them, which I think they yeah. are. Sorry, I enjoyed listening to the Wisconsin natural sounds of police and gun violence. Sorry, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> don't don't live in don't live in Milwaukee, kids. I'm Milwaukee. <laughs> Ooh, okay, we're getting into some uh it's a hospital too. <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting into some uh very interesting yeah, anyways. Uh so my MVP is AJ Brown. He doesn't necessarily have the statistics that Tyreek does just because, I mean, I feel like Tyreek is able to turn a screen into a 75-yard house call. But A.J. Brown, since throwing that little fit on the uh, the sideline, he had, he had he's the only other receiver over 1,000 yards uh, along with Tyreek. He's at 1,006 with 67 receptions and six touchdowns. His thing is, is clutch catches for first downs on fourth downs in you know the fourth quarter he makes these go-ahead touchdowns like it's not just his stats it's the timing of his stats and I mean I honestly don't get me wrong I think the Eagles are a great team and they have a good they can do a good push for the Super Bowl again but Jalen is not last year Jalen he's been a little bit banged up and He's still, I mean, performing at a very high level. But if A.J. Brown is not on that team, they lose, I'd say, probably close to 25 to 30% of the wins they have. So just just the amount of, I mean, he's a big physical receiver. He opens up Devontae Smith, kind of like what Tyreek Hill does uh, for Jalen Waddell and Berrios, but – he's just more of a physical receiver. I mean, he's a big guy. And I, I think that's why, you know, he is more deserving of an MVP than, you know, Jalen hurts, but because he doesn't lead the league and, you know, receptions or receiving yards, he's not even in contention, but based on the criteria of who makes their team better, I feel like AJ Brown is kind of in that, uh, in that area. But, um, well, hey, buddy, I have arrived. <laughs> Our game predictions for this week, guys, are uh, Philadelphia and Kansas City, Pittsburgh and Cleveland, um, the Jets and the Bills, Seattle and the Rams, and then the Chargers and the Packers. Um, just going over our records from last week, uh, we again suck at NFL picks. We went 48% last week, which was uh, 12 of 25, and uh, we are at 51.2% for the year. Um, Hopefully, we can hit that 49.8 mark that we're all striving to get to. Uh, Kyle and Caleb both are at 23 and 27. Nick is at 32 and 18. BB is at 21 and 29, and I am at 29 and 21. Uh, The best records we had last week was Caleb and Nick both at 3 and two so that being said um i'll go through caleb's uh, caleb's picks right quick he uh he picked philadelphia uh he picked cleveland against pittsburgh he picked buffalo against the jets he picked the rams against seattle and he picked the chargers against the green bay so kyle start us off buddy uh go through your picks yeah so my first one i got kansas city over philadelphia um Philly's about to hit the really hard part of their schedule, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to start tumbling. Uh, it's going to start with Kansas City. Offense is going to be too much for that defense. Uh, going next, I got Pittsburgh over Cleveland. I just, like I was talking about earlier, Pittsburgh's defense is just stout, and I think Deshaun's going to be out this game, if I'm not mistaken, and Pittsburgh's going to jump on that pretty aggressively. No, he's not. I thought he got hurt last game. No, he went fourteen of fourteen and led a twenty-four point comeback. <laughs> well, I, I stopped. I stopped watching at halftime when he went to the locker room. Maybe they gave him some um, Michael Jordan secret sauce massage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Anyways, uh, um, <laughs> New York Jets over Buffalo. <laughs> New York Jets over Buffalo. <laughs> Grayson has Buffalo. arrived, and so has the Andy Gators for me. So, oh, uh, it seems like I seems like I'm just a bad influence. <laughs> we were doing so good before you got. No, we were not. Um, <laughs> Uh, Grayson, but anyway, Grayson oh, can't control go. ADHD. I can't. I got a <laughs> yeah. dumbass talking. Anyways, New York Jets have no QB. They suck on offense. Give me Buffalo. Um, Seattle. I really like them. I think they're going to beat the Rams pretty easily. To be honest, Evan, I'm going on a hope pick right here for Green Bay because I think Green Bay to beat the Chargers in the beginning of the season, and I need them their six wins to get my. Comp- uh, my prediction correct. So go Green Bay, baby. That has not worked anytime anybody has done that just by doing a, <laughs> a, a hope pick just to get back in the race. Yeah. Crazy uh, some predictions. Yeah. I, th- I think the only way Green Bay and hope go in a sentence is that Green Bay fans have no hope. I think that's the only way they, uh, that fits together. Um, all right. Uh, Nick, uh, go ahead with your picks. So I think Kansas City is going to win uh, against Philly for the opposite reason that Kyle thinks they're going to win is because of Kansas City's defense. I think they're going to halt Philly's offense. And you saw Dallas be able to do that a little bit, but I think Kansas City is a better team than Dallas. And so I think Kansas City coming off the bye week will have – you know, a couple things figured out. I think you give Kansas City the bye week and Andy Reid the bye week that he figures some things out on offense. And so I think they're going to use uh, Travis Kelsey a lot as a decoy and use Noah Gray more. Um, I know that's a bold statement, but I, I think they're going to kind of utilize because I know the Eagles defense is going to be, you know, tracking down Kelsey, but uh, then I've got Pittsburgh beating Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland did have that 24-point second-half comeback. Uh, I'm just not bought on Cleveland. They're not consistent. That's their problem. There are times that they show that they're that gritty team, and you know they're, they, they play well, they get a big win kind of like last week, and then they come out the next week and get blown out. And I think Pittsburgh – as bad as they look, Mike Tomlin, I, I do give him credit as a great coach, and he always is over 500, and I think they'll do it again, barely. Uh, but I think Pittsburgh will win against the Browns. Uh, then I've got Buffalo. Uh, this is the one that I kind of sat on for a while. Uh, and Buffalo will not make the same mistake as they did the first game when they got beat. And you're seeing the Jets' defense wear down a little bit. They, I mean, they let up 16 to the Raiders, who were playing a you know rookie backup quarterback. And so, I think uh, I think the Jets are wearing down just a little bit, and Buffalo is starting to hit a couple strides, and they're probably going to make a good playoff push here at the end. Uh, so, give me Buffalo. Seattle, because the Rams just do not look good. Seattle is another one of those teams where the record is kind of deceiving because I I I was pretty high on them, but they are definitely middle tier. But I think the Rams are lower than that tier. So I think the lack of the run game and with the uncertainty at quarterback, whether that uh well, I don't know who it's gonna be. So uh, I think the Seattle Seahawks will win that. And then I've got my Chargers. Um, Chargers, just going to be a little bit too much. Uh, Green Bay, just, they just don't look good. Okay. Uh, well, I know we'll get some fine analysis here. BB, let's go with your picks. <clears throat> All right. For uh, Philadelphia, Kansas City, uh, give me the Swifties. Okay. The Swifties. Uh, I think all the reasons Nick and Kyle said. Uh, for Pittsburgh and Cleveland, give me the Browns. Uh, I hate you, Hayes. It's a hate pick. Dick, I love you. 
uh, Buffalo, New York Jets. Give me the Buffalo because at some point during this game, Zach Wilson's going to overthink things and forget which team he's on and throw it to the wrong team like he did Monday or Sunday last night. Today's Monday. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's been a wild ride this weekend, I'll tell you that. Uh, for Seattle and the Rams, give me Seattle. Uh, I like the Seattle's offense with the Walker. Bella, he runs the ball pretty hard. Is this what you were talking about with winging it? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do your notes and you just yeah, sit I'm there sorry, like, I've been oh, been a all weekend, all right? <laughs> You know that that team looks kind of hot right now. You know that Waller, Walker is hey, gonna he's hey, gonna run hard. Hey, the uh, Chargers and Green Bay are going with the hotter team right here. Even the Chargers. Okay, well, um, thank you for that. Um, I guess with my picks, I'm gonna take Philadelphia against Kansas City. Um, this is a rematch from the Super Bowl. And so I think Philadelphia wins and gives themselves a somewhat false sense of hope because I, I'm not predicting it, but I can absolutely see that if they, I see that they win in the regular season and then they potentially meet in the Super Bowl yet again, and then you get the same result as last year. So I think this is like a, a little bit like a false sense of hope for them. Um, Pitt versus Cleveland. I'm actually going to pick Pittsburgh. Um, I think the tandem of Jalen Warren and half of Najee Harris is, um, gonna, I mean, run, uh, I mean, they're, they're going to give Cleveland some issues. I mean, top half or uh, bottom half, uh, definitely the top half because the, I, I was thinking more of the left side, not the right side. I was thinking more of the left side. Um, cause he only uses half his well, he only uses half his brain when he runs. So, um, but yeah, give me Pittsburgh. Um, the Jets and Buffalo, I went with Buffalo as well. Uh, I mean, meeting from the beginning of the season and the the Bills won. The Bills won when they were planning for Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers went down. So I think since they have more preparation in terms of what they're actually going to deal with, I think the Bills secure a win there. Uh, Seattle and the Rams – I just think Seattle's the better team. Um, I, I mean, as we've talked about, the Rams don't have a running game. And um, that uh, receiving core that we had high, high hopes for for the Rams is not really panning out how we thought they would. So uh, I think Seattle wins a pretty um, s- safe game. And then uh, Chargers at Green Bay, there's no way I'm picking Green Bay. I mean, I'm not uh, – God, I'm, I'm not going to pick – Green Bay against the Chargers when the Chargers just have that highlight offense that they do. So, um, I guess with that being said, uh, should we do highlights and lowlights now? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Beautiful. All right. Well, we're going to do highlights and lowlights. Um, uh, starting off, we'll talk about uh, the first highlight being Georgia. We'll talk about Georgia first. Easy, Nick. We'll get there in a second. Um, I wanted to leave that as the last yeah, let, one. Give me, give me a little more drinking time. Yeah. Um, first highlights Georgia. Um, Georgia is by far and away the best team in the SEC, and Country. I think, yeah. Um, uh, they are the first, second, third, and fourth best team, and then then we can talk about the fifth then best team, Michigan. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Kyle, it looks like you have something you want to add about Georgia's dominance. Please, why don't we? Why don't you? Uh, I want to hear you. Georgia's a really good football team, guys. They're really good. Michael Penix Jr. is awesome. Heisman candidate. All, all I'm saying is Saban has his offense figured out. He's and having when fun. They play each other. He is having fun. He's smiling. Barry Nix leads the Heisman voting right now for the the picks. I'm just saying. If he wins, I it, hope he wins so Auburn uh, burns down the ground. Oh, brother, I, I'm very happy he left. Brian Harson was going to ruin him. Yeah, I know, but Alabama was going to dominate Georgia in the fucking SEC championship. All right, that's all I had to say on that. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, Bukaki had him a hell of a game last week. 
Uh, <laughs> I swear that's what that man said. You should have saw me. Like when I looked up, I almost broke my neck when he scored that touchdown. That's good. Our <laughs> second highlight is uh, Missouri skull dragging Tennessee. Um, yeah, that was good. Yeah, was yeah. Missouri, Tennessee didn't have a shot. Um, again, like like we, I mean, there were our pick last week. All of us picked Missouri, and I mean, I, like I said, I think I think Tennessee's overrated. Um, yeah, well, I think just, Missouri's that good. I, I agree. I think Missouri. See, I, I like. I mean, yeah, they. They choked away the LSU game and then mm-hmm. ran into Georgia, which I mean, Georgia. But yeah. if they were in the, if they were in the West, I'm pretty sure they'd be in the SEC championship game. Uh you you might be right. I mean, M- Missouri is definitely the second best team in the SEC East right now, and mm-hmm. could arguably say they're the second best team in the SEC. I mean, obviously, has wait, is Missouri and Alabama played? Have they played this year? No, no, they don't. Okay, no, I, I, I don't think they played this year. Okay, so, yeah, but, um, yeah, but, I mean, like I said, they just, and we'll actually talk about uh, one of the players from Missouri here in a little bit uh, for our player of the week, uh, just spoiler alert, but, yeah, they, I mean, they just absolutely dominated um, on, on both sides of the ball. I mean, they ended up scoring, what, it was 35, 35 36 points? 36 and, to 7 and held Tennessee to 350 yards. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. All all season they were talking about how good Tennessee's defense is supposed to be, and then they get skull dragged. Yeah. Drug with their offense. Yeah. Well, and then that gets into our final highlight, which is UFC two ninety five. I am so glad I took the time to drive to three different places to find a place to watch this fight. Five fights, all of which ended in the second round or earlier by knockout. Yeah. Uh, Fisco boop. It, I, I feel like every time you got to a new bar, it was when I made me another drink. <laughs> and so by that point, like I thought I was having a heart attack when the first fight came on for the main card with Diego Lopez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killing Sabatini. I mean, it put him in purgatory. Yeah, dude, dude. I texted Grayson right after I said, dude was dribbling his head like Steph. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because it wasn't one of those he was out cold. Well, I mean, he kind of was out cold, but uh, I don't remember who the ref was. But uh, as soon as he got on the ground, I mean, there were about six or seven punches while he was out cold and his head was just connecting with the mat every single time unnecessary violence <laughs> you know i i in my personal opinion i mean you had benoit saint denis uh soccer the, kick the, yeah frivola the, the toe the toe that knocked him out from the temple looked like this freaking shotgun shell uh <laughs> and i think the aspinall knockout was the most surprising yeah, absolutely. Opinion. He knocked I mean, out a polar bear. Yeah, literally. A Russian polar bear. Because, you know, we were talking when Pavlovich came out. We were, and me and both me and Grayson both said, like, you know, he is about to skull drug uh Aspinall. And then that happened and he he kind of stood there for a second out. And I didn't believe it. It, yeah, I mean, he just kind of stood there, and I was like, "Did that actually happen?" And then another, you know, hook from God came and ended his life. When 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 Pavlovich got hit by that first uh, first Aspinall punch that rocked him, all I could think about was that uh, that sound effect they'll put when people are slipping, like whoop, 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 whoop. like that's all I could that's all I could imagine. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he looked like he was on skates, and then I mean, I think it was Herb Dean ended that fight. Um, and then on top of that, too, uh, Jessica Andrade just made Mackenzie Dern like an absolute fool. I mean, every time she punched her and connected, like like a full connection, she never out sent her across the ring. It, it looked like I was watching uh, like an anime fight when they punch each other and they like shoot each other into a wall. Like that's 
that that's what I thought I was looking at. I mean, at one point, the what called it was when Andrade hit Mackenzie Dern so hard she ended up standing on her head. Yeah, she looked like she was doing an upside down T pose. Like, yeah, it, it was bad. Wait, but did Joe Rogan say, "I hope you get this bonus so you can pay those divorce attorneys"? That <laughs> yes, he did oh say that. Gosh. She did say that. that. Was the most out of pocket shit I've ever seen come through my Twitter. It, well, it was beautiful. She didn't speak English, so you know maybe well, they didn't translate it. Well, <laughs> and well, and then the final fight, the final fight, Alex Pereira and Yuri Prasashka. Um, like the adrenaline from this fight itself, like for a lot of, I mean, like me talked about, there was no build to this fight. It was like, hey, these two guys are fighting at MSG. It was sold out. I mean, I'm, I, there's. What, what was it? The second most second paper? highest grossed UFC event uh, at MSG. MSG. Yeah, with no MSG bill. MSG is the highest grossing arena in UFC. Yeah. So, but just the fact of this build, I didn't go to sleep till three a.m. because the adrenaline's still in my body from watching this fight. Seeing a guy, a, a guy from the Czech Republic that has that literally lives by the like Bushido code of the samurai. And then you have a literal Brazilian like tribe member. Poetan. Like that's poeta. Yeah. He's at six foot six weighed in at two Oh five, but was probably sitting at two twenty. Yeah. Uh, that that's like, that's also a kickboxer. So the, I mean, I know like I was pacing at the bar just watching this fight and I know, uh, it, it, the, the, the funny thing is that uh, me and Nick talked after the fight, and it was like, you know, that fight looks like it was stopped a little bit early um, because they went to the ground, and then Mark Goddard stopped it. And it was funny because everybody's posting on Twitter. It was like, oh, that fight should have been stopped. They should have let him go, blah, blah, blah. And it was funny because Jerry got up, and he was like, LOL, yeah, I was out. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, though, okay. in that the other fight, he, he, with, he got – knocked out by the up kick yeah. fell down on top of him and said he was out and you could see from the video that he was knocked out laying on top of him and then he proceeded to knock out his opponent after he had been <laughs> knocked out and so that was the thing like i i get that he says that because i really think he's just a good sport and he does not want anything to be a controversy like i i truly think that he is like part of you know he lives by the code, you know, almost cliche way of saying it, but he's like, I, I will accept defeat and I will come back the right way. I'm not going to argue it. I'm not going to try and dispute it. Sure. He got me. What? Let's go again. And it, it, it does suck because I feel like, you know, it, it you can't predict what was going to happen from there because Yuri, he sat down on his ass and still had both legs, and that's when they called it. Pereira never even got on top of him. And I don't know. Like, if if I'm Mark Goddard, I'm letting Pereira, you know, if Pereira gets top mount and starts berating him and Yuri's not act actively defending himself or doing anything back, stop it then. Don't, don't, when he sits down, you know, on his ass like that, I, I just, I don't like that call. Uh, I do think it was an early stoppage, but I mean, again, you can't predict the future because, you know, there's probably a 95% chance that Pereira was going to hop right on top and knock him clean out. Uh, yeah. But I'm just saying it didn't happen. And that's where the early stoppage controversy is. And I mean, I agree that it was an early stoppage, but. Well, and then the, the well, and then the, the caveat of it all was, uh, <laughs> the, the running joke of Alex Pereira just following Izzy wherever he goes and calling him <laughs> out. And he, uh, he called Izzy. He said, he basically to told Izzy to come get the smoke and he's looking in the rafters at him. Yeah. Well, and then Izzy was like, Izzy said something about like, he posted something on Twitter about him, of course. And it's funny because I think three years ago, uh, Israel Adesanya made a quote about Alex Pereira saying, you know, here in five years, He's going to be sitting at a bar talking about the one time I beat that guy. And then 
that's what that's exactly what Izzy was doing was sitting at home talking about the one time he beat Alex Pereira. Yeah, his eight or one and eight record against Pereira. I don't think he's mentally recovered from uh, John. <laughs> I, I, I would neither do John. I, well, I, honestly, it's hard. It's hard to mentally recover from a guy that hasn't mentally recovered from whatever's wrong with him. Yeah, I feel like Izzy should they go up. Dog then got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> well, to come back from that. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like Izzy should go up in weight class and then fight Yuri. Oh that yeah. Would be a, that would be a fun fight. Well, it looks like the next fight is going to be Pereira versus Jan Blakovich. I'm not excited for that. Why? I, why I don't, is, why which, you say that? I mean, when who did he fight last? Uh, he fought John no, he fought uh, Kamzat. Kamzat? Maev? Or was he? it Anklev? No, that was on It was a draw. It was a draw. Oh, that was on but, Kalev, I think. Yeah, yeah, because all he did was kick him a couple times, and Jan couldn't do anything. But well, I, I, don't, I mean, it could, it could based on other fights, but I, I think that will just add to the highlight reel for Pereira, which I'm not opposed to. I, I would love to see it. But yeah, well, I think I, th- I think if he tries to get into a kicking match with Alex Pereira, I think that's going to be a bad time because the first kick that Pereira threw against Yuri, he literally knocked him off his legs and he just it was a simple calf kick. So, well, that gets into Simple. our yeah, yeah break it, a two by four. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all right, well, that gets into our low light. Wake up, Kyle. So, uh, I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> so low lights this week. Uh, number one is Arkansas just getting absolutely blasted by an Auburn team that should not be blasting anybody. I think Auburn peaked at a. I mean, I think Auburn peaked this past week, but for Auburn to go into Arkansas and just decimate them, forty-eight to ten, I don't think anybody was expecting that. It's like Auburn was playing an FCS school. Well, dude, I send Pittman to get fired after that. To be honest with you. Yeah. Like we were talking, um, uh, I was talking about it with someone. I, I, or it might have been our group chat. It was me. I was like, I yeah, it was you, BB. I was like, yeah, this is like a 17 14 kind of game because Arkansas was coming off a 39 to 37 victory at the swamp. I was like, there's no way they come home and don't put up a competitive fight. But then, you know, they put up 10 points and the only touchdown they scored was with their backup quarterback. It wasn't even KJ because they sat KJ because I mean yep. it was already forty eight three by then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, choo choo, here comes the Polar Express. At that <laughs> point, man, I, I, I if I was a recruit coming in, I would decommit. Like you got you got the Polar Express on in the, in the locker room while getting your ass kicked by Auburn. That's embarrassing. So yeah. the two funniest things about that part one. Recruits are allowed in the locker rooms. Oh, while they're after the game and during halftime. So one, they saw that. Two, Sam Pittman was asked about it in the press conference. He said, "Yeah, I didn't really know about that." And so uh, I, I spoke with the player, and he said he was sorry. So I mean, it, it's over with now, brother. How do you not know when you're getting skull drug? And you're not in the locker room, and you can't tell that this, this <laughs> diabetes point five star yeah. player was was five inches looked like George Pickens when he got drafted with the Polar <laughs> Express, and and I mean like how at first I thought it was like one of those memes where they where they put it on over, and I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Kept scrolling, and I was like, I saw like three or four more, and I was like, oh my god. They were actually watching the Polar Express during halftime. What kind of yeah. re- bad team? <laughs> yeah, never mind. I mean, are you not as a coach in there yelling? The I'm just yelling at your team because there's no way you're doing anything if they have time to watch the Polar Express. <laughs> well, well, a power move for, for Sam Titman would have been like punching the TV screen is what it would have been like. Yeah. But no, I guess not. Nah, that bitch came out and said hot chocolate. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. No, he, he was embracing it. He don't give a shit. <laughs> Almost. Really that be that 
I almost spit that beer on that creep here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, our second low light for this week is um, uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, getting fired. And not only Jimbo Fisher, but uh, Texas A&M to go along with him but since they had to pay him $76 million for him to go sit at home. Uh, Jimbo Fisher has uh, like, I mean, I saw, I saw this on Twitter and I see it every year when somebody gets fired. Uh, the best job to be is an, an, a, a fired collegiate football coach. Well, I saw, I saw one thing. It was a meme where it was like, I can't wait for Jimbo and coach O to hit up the floor band this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, elite. he had already collected $48 million from oh, Texas gets, A&M he, from he 2018. Like $37 million within the next 30 days. Well, the thing is, is when COVID happened and they were nine and one, they gave him a bonus of twenty million that one year, and is now totaling through his entire tenure plus his buyout one hundred twenty-five million dollars. And I think the funniest part is at halftime during the the Mississippi State game that they're blowing them out of, they presented the check from a donor, from or multiple donors, uh, for that amount. <laughs> and it was like in one of those big fake checks, you know, for for uh, looks. And everybody was commenting like, "Hey, man, like that's our that's our buyout right there." And then all of a sudden, the come it comes out that. Thursday night, they had met and said, yeah, we're firing him. We're getting this uh, donation. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and buy him out. Yeah, that don- that check that they were looking that they were showing was a severance pay. Yeah, I would want to be a fly on the wall when uh, Mississippi State's coach woke up Sunday morning, checked his phone, and saw that the coach that beat him by 40 got fired. <laughs> yeah. and, and Zach Arnett's buyout? <laughs> Was four point five million. Well, yeah. all I can say is that oil money makes a lot more than that cheese money up here. So, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, so is, is, so is Gus Malzahn going to Texas A and M? No, apparently they got a lot more money than we thought, and they're gonna. They're. I mean, well, I sent y'all the thing that they they had reportedly were going to offer Kirby 20 to 30 million. It's not going to happen. But if they're throwing out that kind of dollar, like they're even more. St- Stupid than I like, thought. You know, like I, no, I respect the move. Make them say no. You don't. You don't know until you ask. But the balls in them, they go up to Uga. Like, I, I, I just think it's stupid to keep going. You like, get you like cowboys. Things. You like cow cattle. <laughs> steer. Come on, now, cow. Giggle. Yeah. I don't know. Stop. Stop going over. After these names that I've already made, because I mean, oh, the list I saw from like big game boomers, uh, they had um, Dion as like a third like candidate. I'm like, Dion's not going there because he also had Dan Campbell on there. Our final low light, um, is uh, the Ravens collapsing. Um, uh, you actually actually watch that game? Um, I watched it to the halftime because I was like, well, this is over, yeah. yeah, if you want to yeah, kind of explain my, it. Yeah. Um, Deshaun came out there, sucked. Lamar looked like the job. MVP. Yeah. He was just balling. It, it, it looked over. I mean, oh, it was one of those games where Deshaun you're like, well, let's see what's on the other. <laughs> yeah. But um, my boy texted me like halfway through to four. If he said, bro, are you watching this Ravens game? I was like, why the fuck would I be watching this game? He said, turn it on. And I turned it on. I was like, oh, my gosh. How do you? I think it was a 30-point lead they blew or something like that. It had to be close. But it, I mean, it was 14. at that point, when you have that big of a league, I hope teams start learning this. When you have that big of a league, stop passing the ball in the second half, do what Michigan does, and just run the ball every f***ing play in the second half. Yeah. I disagree. Ooh, would you like be, to expound on that, Nick? Be aggressive. I, I, I like it. I think he just made a couple poor throws. I don't think – I mean, the game plan was still pretty solid. But, yeah, I, I don't think uh, – God. I, I don't think it's – never mind. Let's let's look at the aggressiveness this year. Miami losing on a uh, fumble 
when they should have nailed the ball. Yay. Ravens collapsing. Yeah. Right should have been fired in the sun for that. I still. <laughs> and what makes it worse, I don't know, we're not gonna do that. we already talked about this. <laughs> but it's the second time it's happened to him. Oh. All right. Well, that's, I guess it's out of our uh, highlights and lowlights, and we've already done the NFL. So let's get into college football. Um, <laughs> um, game of the week this week was uh, Duke and North Carolina. Um, they went into double overtime. Uh, North Carolina got the win and then rushed the field against uh, Duke, their bitter rival in college football. So, um, high-scoring high game, high-scoring ACC game, of course. So, um, uh, anybody got anything to comment on that? Yeah. Who the hell watched Duke. this game? I did. No, not me. God, Kyle. I'm a, I'm a sicko. I'm sorry. I got five games going on every Saturday in each time slot, so I apologize. But he watches Duke while he's lost asleep. that game. Yeah. Duke watches uh, – lost that game because they didn't replay a – uh, inter uh, no call interception. Um, Duke clearly intercepted the ball, but they gave the possession to North Carolina, which led to North Carolina scoring, bringing it to overtime. And I mean, it, they got screwed bad. Yeah. Well, um, oh, well, I guess moving on into our player of the week, like I mentioned earlier, uh, it's the uh, the back for Missouri, uh, Cody Schrader. So, not only did he have 35 rushing attempts for 205 yards and a touchdown, he also had five receptions for 116 yards, 23.2 average on that. So, I mean, obviously, he he was a big reason why they diced uh, Tennessee. So, moving on into our game predictions for the week, um, had a so much better week in college football than we did NFL. 88%. So we got, we, I think we went 22 to 25. We're at 66.1% for the year. Kyle's at 33 and 23. Caleb's at 36 and 20. Nick is at 40 and 16. BB's at 35 and 21. And I'm at 41 and 15. So that being said, our slate of games are Georgia and Tennessee, uh, North Carolina, Clemson, Kansas State, Kansas. Uh, Louisville, Miami, and then Washington versus Oregon State. So let's go through the picks one by one. And Kyle, start us off with Georgia and Tennessee. Yeah, I got Georgia. Uh, Tennessee got absolutely embarrassed by Missouri last week. I think Georgia's going to duplicate that, maybe even worse. So give me Georgia on that one. Um, <laughs> Caleb, uh, pick Georgia. Um, Nick, who you got? Georgia. Okay, BB. Give me the the fight, Nick Conky. Oh. I'm picking Georgia. Second game uh, is North Carolina <laughs> and Clemson. Um, North Carolina versus Clemson. North Carolina with their thriller win against Duke, and Clemson coming off a win against uh, who did they beat? They, they, they beat Georgia Tech. Oh yeah, they beat Georgia Tech this past week. Okay, yeah. So uh, ACC matchup. Let's start with um. Let's start with you, Nick. Who you got? Clemson by. I say by two scores. Okay. Uh, Clemson's kind of hitting their their stride a little bit, and UNC. They've just been slipping. So I mean. You just look at trends. Yeah. Um, BB? Uh, I got Clemson. Um, like Nick said, I think uh, North Carolina's kind of lollygagging at this part of the year. Yeah, I think after Dabo got chewed out by that one fan, uh, he's figured some things out. Um, I picked Clemson as well. Uh, basically, the same thing as Nick. I mean, Clemson's trending up. North Carolina's trending down. Uh, Caleb picked North Carolina. Um, and then Kyle. Yeah, Clemson. Same reason as Nick. He took the words right out of my mouth there. Um, so one thing I want to point out to everybody at home just while I'm looking at this and have it uh, uh, 
have it pulled up. So there had there was only one variance in um teams picked and it was Caleb picking North Carolina. Everybody we all picked the same teams uh throughout this week. So uh so that being said, let's go uh Kansas State, Kansas. Uh why are we picking Kansas State? Like what what's like instead of going through it since we all picked Kansas State, what are uh why are we picking Kansas State together? Yeah, I think Kansas always had that one hot game where they beat a really good team and they beat a bunch of mediocrity teams. I mean that's about it. And this week just feels like a Kansas State University just coming in and putting them back in their place like that usually happens each season. Yeah, I just don't think Kansas is there yet. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think Kansas State is, I, I mean, obviously the better team, but I just think Kansas, I think Kansas is a little too inconsistent too for, the, for them to uh, beat Kansas State, who's more of a consistent ball team. I concur. Um, go Miami. Um, I mean, I think that's pretty clear cut too. I mean, my, Louisville. I mean, did they not? Did they solidify their spot in the ACC championship game this past week? Right. Uh, I think they got to win one more. Okay. So, uh, I, Louisville's got everything to win. Miami. I mean, we said the same thing about about Miami last week. Um, they had. Uh, opportunity to upset Florida State, uh, you know, get a big win against a team that was potentially going to the ACC championship game, and then uh, they just they they just didn't. So I don't I don't think anything's going to change there between Louisville. Honestly, I think that's actually going to be a pretty good ACC championship game matchup. I concur. Yep. yep. And then finally, Washington, Oregon State. We all pick Washington. Um, I mean, between Washington and Oregon, I think those are your two clear-cut, uh, two clear-cut uh, best Pac-12 teams. So, uh, in what scenario does or Cal? <laughs> Go ahead and tell us, buddy. How does Oregon um, State win this game? I had to finish that beer. Um, so it's gonna be a low. Yeah, it's gonna be a low-scoring game. Oregon State, Washington, both have really good defenses. Um, I think Oregon State's got one of the better defenses in the Pac-12. So, you know, look at 21-14, and hopefully Oregon State can keep uh, carry them to the fourth quarter as their best bet and hopefully still one out. But I just don't see it happening that way. Nah, like I said, I think I think, I think Washington wins it pretty easy. So I concur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, uh, it is now time for everybody's favorite segment of the week. Uh, Kyle's out of pocket pick of the week. So, uh, Kyle, go ahead with your oop of the week. Yeah, I went Pac-12 just to piss off someone in this group. Um, we're going Oregon and Arizona State. I think Oregon right now, they've already got a clinch, uh, championship berth for the Pac-12, so I think the rest of the year, they're not really going to be boom, boom, boom with it, trying not to get anyone hurt. So, you know, Arizona State, I think, hovers here. They're going to come out with nothing to lose. You know, still get their ass kicked, but only lose about 18. All right, and then finally, um... Hold on. <clears throat> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. There's, there's a response. I, I, no, 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 no. I am not responding to that. Talk about uh, Lane Kiffin for me. I'm about to talk about Lane Kiffin. Okay. Ooh, I got a special beer. For, I got a special beer for this. The Land Shark, baby. The the. Kyle, you better watch out for you getting any Gators crosshairs. I'm gonna chug this when Nick does this. So let's do this, baby. You'll break the glass in your mouth. Uh so Lane Kiffin. I need somebody to send this to him, even if it's just the clip. You are the most overrated football coach in all of college football. You talk such a massive game. 
you've got a huge Twitter presence. You're one of the, you know, when you're recruiting, you're sitting out in a Bentley with your recruit in a hoodie, you know, you've got all this swag, but you cannot win a top 15 matchup to save your life. You were hired in 2019 to Ole Miss, and yes, congrats. You keep them consistently at maybe 10 wins, and that's your Super Bowl. But Lane Kiffin, so, and just just since COVID, we won't even include the, the COVID year because, you know, you didn't do that well, but we'll, we'll leave it off. We are looking at you, you lost to Alabama in 2021, Auburn in 2021, Baylor in 2021, Texas Tech in 2022, LSU to 2022, Alabama 2022, Alabama this year, and Georgia this year. You have no top 15 wins. And when you're asked about it, you know, Lane, in the this last press conference after getting skull drugged by Georgia, why can you not compete in these big games? And he goes, well, you know, I'm not putting it on the players, but, you know, we have to get some bigger recruits in. There's no, no, like, self-responsible, you know, talk from him because he's sitting there talking about better recruits bitch you do the recruiting you've been there for four years you're sitting here and you know these players that you're talking about they're your players you've developed them you've recruited them there is no more you know when like Hugh Freeze he gets he he comes in and if he says oh well you know we got to recruit better well okay that's fine because you know none of these guys are your players it's your first year but Lane you're on year four these guys they're your players. Every single one handpicked by you. What do you mean you have to recruit better? Buddy, you you are becoming the problem. You're becoming such an internet sensation, a, a YouTube, you know, social media, uh, whatever they're called, the the content people. Influencer? Influencer, yeah. That's that's the word. But you've become that and a spectacle, but you can't win a game. You you get Again, 10 wins, but you cannot win a top 15 matchup. You are overrated as hell. I do think you got a cute dog, though, Lane. I concur with you, Nick. I concur. What did you say, Kyle? He's got a beautiful golden retriever that he uses for recruiting. Okay, shut up, Kyle. (laughs) All right. I don't think Grace has a golden retriever. And that was uh, Scorched Earth, Rowdigator, Nick Noah's uh, rant of the week. Um, Finally getting an upset watch, um, Texas and Iowa State. Uh, Kyle, since since you had your oop, what what does Iowa State need to do to beat Texas this week? Um, I think it goes more on Texas, to be honest with you, Grayson. Texas has been slipping since the Alabama game. It seems like they've been getting progressively worse and worse as the season's gone. Um, I mean, last week kind of proves that they should have really beat TCU by a lot. But then they let them come back in the second half and only won by three. They only scored three points in the second half. If they come out like this again, uh, Iowa State, who has a much better defense, I think we could see an upset there with that. I do not concur. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Texas fanboy. Yeah, no, I need I need Texas to win. I want, yeah, I, I want. Te- I want my chaos theory to happen. Yeah, life. let me be clear. I want Texas to win out just so we can get that chaos with Alabama. They beat Georgia. I want the freaking mayhem. Or to beat Washington. No SEC. Yeah, I the mayhem no is not gonna happen. Because not every team is going to remain undefeated. I think either Louisville or Oregon will beat Washington or Florida State, and they will not go in undefeated. You will not have three teams go in undefeated in the playoffs this year. I get that we only have a couple games left, but that's not happening. All right, hold on, guys. Two two weeks from now, we're going to get into this. So we're going to hold it for now. (laughs) Fair enough. No. No. All right, let me scroll up then. All right, Nick, well, let me put it like this. Alabama is going to beat Georgia. Nope. No. Yes, dude. I'm telling nope. you. I'm not as yeah. confident as Kyle about that. I just want that to be. Alabama, Alabama, the, has, a fig- Alabama has it figured out with Nick Saban. 
Well, got guess what? I out. think Georgia's got it a little bit figured out. I, guess what, I don't think they're going to compete agree? against Alabama. I don't think they're going to compete against Alabama. They have – I will say, they, they're looking great. They're looking like last year, but I think Alabama's the better team as of now. Hold on. I got to find my chaos theory. Oh, here we go. <laughs> You think Alabama right now, right now, right now, at this moment, at at seven forty three on Monday, you think Alabama is better than Georgia currently? Yes. You were drunk. <laughs> you were also drunk, but no, I I, no. I honestly do. I honestly do. I wow. I think the even I think defense is evenly matched, but I think offensively Alabama has a better offense. And you can't use Ole Miss as a as a point right there. Ole Miss has no defense. They have a good offense. They 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 kept them at three hundred fifty yards. Yeah, but Alabama has a great defense. They've been keeping teams low. I I think it's going to be a great game, and I think Alabama beats them. I'm still trying to find my chaos theory. And I'm going off. I'm going off the coaches right now. I think Saban is a better coach than Kirby Smart. Okay, and I think Cam Newton's a better player than AJ McCarron. That is yeah. true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no one's arguing here. But I think yeah, it's I come agree. Down but to, I mean, the, I concur. But what is, what I'm saying, Nick, it's going to come down to coaching itself because the teams are very evenly matched. I think the coaching is going to be what wins that game. You know what's going to be the deciding factor that we have seen the last two years? I think they're going to get matched up in the SEC championship. And I think I think there's going to be some idiots on ESPN, just like you, Kyle, saying Alabama's got it. They're back. They're coming. And Kirby is going to use that to fuel Georgia. I, I, I don't. I, okay, time out. I'm not done. No. <laughs> Georgia, I, I'm an Auburn fan. I dislike Georgia more than Alabama. So I say this very unbiasedly. This Georgia team, in my opinion, is better than the last two national championships by the time that they're playing currently. Carson Beck, we talk about how trash he is, but he's currently sitting at fifth in the nation in passing yards. And they have Brock Purdy back. When Brock Purdy was out, Powers. Carson Beck not Purdy, or, not Purdy. Yeah, Browser. Brock Brock Browser. Uh, <laughs> you did you did yeah. to me. <laughs> so Bowers, he comes back, but while he's gone, Carson Beck's numbers go up, and now oh. with Brock Pur- or God damn it, Brock <laughs> Bowers back, I don't see anybody stopping it. Yeah, and you know, I I've picked against Georgia almost all year. They are definitely back. They, They've been they wrong are, they all are year. Great. Yeah, they are a great team. But since that Texas loss, Saban has gone back to his old self. He has developed that team to play around the new offense, man. And I just I think it's gonna be a great game. It's gonna be really close. But I think Alabama beats them out in the end. I think it's gonna be probably between a three point to seven point game and i think alabama steals it from them um and i just i i think alabama's the better team i, I really do and that's not me saying that georgia's terrible because georgia's a great team and i've been proven multiple times why they're a great team but alabama to me right now is one of the top teams in the country behind michigan Okay, so let, let, before, before we move on, I know. Hold on, hold on, BB. Before we, so since, you know, since Texas, let's look at Alabama. So you obviously had South Florida, they're still figuring out. And then if you want to say, you know, Ole Miss, they're still figuring out. Okay, cool. And then, you know, they blow out Mississippi State. Man, that was a great win. Then they play Texas A&M, who just fired their coach, 26-20. Okay, you know. That was, you know, that was a little tough. Then they play Arkansas. They win by three. Okay, well, maybe they're not done yet. You know, maybe they haven't figured it all out yet. Okay, so let's go to Tennessee. 
and you know they they have a great second half comeback oh good good that's that's real good then they come in to play lsu lsu has them on their heels so they knock out Jaden daniels all right <laughs> that that's a great coaching you know effort by saban there so then let's go further into you know kentucky man they throttled kentucky even though their great defense led up three touchdowns to a slipping kentucky team that georgia also somehow demolished so yeah it's not happening but but nick we can do that with georgia look at it this way they beat south carolina 24 14 south carolina is a terrible team this year look at auburn they only beat them 27 to 20 jordan hair then you look at south carolina was the third game Okay, you look at Vandy, 37 to 20. They should never only beat Vandy by 17. That should easily be a 35-point win. Florida, yeah, they beat the hell out of Florida. Missouri, 30 to 21. And I think Alabama's a better team than Missouri. And then they whooped up on Ole Miss. But I truly believe Alabama is the better team in the conference. So they right beat... Now. Vandy, Florida, Wait, Georgia. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You think Missouri. Alabama's better than Georgia? Yes. So I, you been? And it's... Yeah, what, what, have you not listened for the last 10 minutes? Yeah, I've been trying to come up with chaos theory. Oh, yeah, B, yeah, yeah, B, oh, yeah, yeah. on this rabbit hole over here. Which I Sorry. Found it, but oh. I, don't know if, I don't know if this is the time nor the place for it. Let's y'all two but, fight. Um, yeah, where I'm coming from, Nick, they're both great teams. I think they both deserve to be in the playoffs. I think they're easily top four teams in the country. But... I think Alabama, with their coaching, makes them the better team. You can't put Alabama in the playoffs unless some shit happens and Texas loses again. Oh yeah, I know it's 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 gonna get crazy. Bama I hate that. And Bama need three to lose. Yeah, and y'all y'all know this from me as long as y'all know me. How much do I hate Alabama? It is a shit ton. No, you hate the SEC. No, that's not true. I like Ole that Miss. Is true. I like Ole Miss and I like Florida. Indigator Nick did not like that. Hey, Graham, baby, Graham all the way. But just like Mayhem. <laughs> but no, um, I just I truly think that with the coaching, Alabama it, uh, beats out Georgia. So should I save my chaos theory for another week? Or yeah, we're doing it yes. next week. Okay, cool. Yeah, two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that ends uh, our Jet Board episode 12-plus run over of uh, debate <laughs> between Kyle and Nick. Um, but that wraps it up, guys. Make sure you guys check us out on everywhere that we have the podcast. Go check out all of our social media, where we have social media at. And until next time, don't get hard counted. <laughs>